got nothing really planned. Rob's usually the one that, that plans things and keeps some sort of uh, decorum here. So I'll just jump in. I'll see where we end up going over the next hour. And if it's terrible, then that'll be exactly what people expect. He's out with a driver now. Now, I'm not sure this is right. Would somebody kindly let's go and stop him? Give him a large brandy and pop him down. No, this, this really is beyond a joke now. He's, he's, he's gone gaga because this is, uh, this is quite... I've never seen anything like it before and to attempt to hit the ball out of there is pure madness. Worst golf shot. No, answer the question. That's terrible. This could be good. Come in. This could be good. Looks better than it is, folks. Not bad. Right. It's us. We're back. We, 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 we thought we were gone, Crawford. We thought. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Have we, have we, have we started? I didn't realise. I'm so out of practice, Gary. So. To, normally you do like a big fanfare I thought there's going to be like angels singing like you know horns there's no fanfare no nothing it's almost like we weren't away because like the greatest comedies like the The Office UK Fault Towers um, other ones I'm sure we did 12 episodes 12 perfect episodes and we should have just walked away at that but there's been there's been demand across the board all I hear When's the podcast coming back? When are you going to do the podcast? Please leave the room. Go do your podcast. It's all from my wife. Um, trying to get me out of the room for a couple of hours, uh, a few times a week. But yeah, I've been hearing it and hearing it. The demand's been high. People have been asking questions. So I think if if nothing else, Gary, what it proves is that in that group are two hundred and eight people who have really got nothing else better to do. That is very true. I, I mean, in, in all honesty, maybe maybe ten people have asked about it, which is good. So we're bringing it back. Um, we don't know how long we're bringing it back for. We don't know really what we're going to be bringing it back to do. But, I mean, we're here at the yeah, moment. We never really left it. We, we, just, we just didn't do it for a while because we weren't playing golf. <laughs> There's only so many times you can have two or three guys sitting for an hour on, on, on a podcast going, haven't, <laughs> haven't played this week, really missing it. <laughs> everybody, everybody was just away dealing with demons. <laughs> just dealing, dealing with demons. <laughs> All inside their own head, but... Look, we're back. Hopefully when you're listening to this, when it comes out on Monday, you'll be back, back on the golf course. We're doing this to coincide with the return of golf. You, know, you never know, you might be listening to this in the car on the way to your first round of golf in nearly three months. Or you might be listening to it in the car on the way home for your first round of golf and sitting there crying. <laughs> and this is not <laughs> going to help. It's going to make you cry even worse. If, if, if they've not had that first swing yet, Crawford, you know... You know better than anybody, there's so much that can go wrong in a golf swing. So see, guys, if you've not had your first swing yet and you're just you're getting ready, you're hyped up, you're excited, you've been doing all that mental practice in your head, you've got all those swing thoughts ready and ready to go. The amazing thing about golf is there's so many different parts of the club face that that ball can come off. And I don't want this getting into your head, guys, but you could shank it, you could hit it out the toe, you could thin it, you could top it, you could whiff, you could miss the ball altogether. Now, don't... Don't be thinking about this when you're standing there on the tee, okay? I don't want this getting into anybody's head. But it could be one of the most embarrassing moments of your life. Um, but that being said, enjoy yourself. Get out there, enjoy yourself. I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, very happy golf is back for the sake of my sanity and all of yours. 
we're joined today on the podcast. Um, we've got a bit of bit of uh, excitement going on in the podcast today. Rob's not here with us. Send all our love and best wishes to Rob. But we are joined by another podcast, um, by the Off the Deck podcast. Now I hear you all saying there, "Oh, Gary, what's the Off the Deck podcast?" I've never heard of it. <laughs> neither, neither it's a I. good question. We didn't know what it was either. <laughs> Neither had I, but apparently it was the first and original RACDG podcast uh, that came out about six months before ours. Um, we're, we're still number two out of three, you know, RIP, uh, the betting podcast. God bless you, Aaron. But this was the original RACDG podcast with uh, my friends here, Ryan Keeney and Ben Swanton. So we've got something very exciting planned over the course of the coming season. So we thought we would invite them on, chat shit with them for an hour. Uh, and see where that led us. So, Ben, first of all, you're sitting sipping a nice glass of champagne. I'm assuming you're in a good mood. Tell us why. Yeah, very good mood. Well, I was just to tell you, um, I closed a big deal today, which means that my business basically broke even for the year. Uh, So I'm celebrating because that means I can go to Pinehurst without worrying about it. So, um, well... That's the only time you'll be fucking breaking even (laughs) this year, buddy. Let me tell you. you. I walked into it. (laughs) Just teed you up. Just teed you up there. (laughs) And Ryan, how about you, mate? I hear the knee's not been in great shape, but apart from that, what's happening? Yeah, I decided to use the off-season to have some knee surgery and uh, look at things. But yeah, positive that I'll be able to play golf by the end of April is kind of the focus. I like that you've planned out your uh, surgery around your uh, athletic endeavours <laughs> like a, a proper athlete there. <laughs> get it in the off-season, guys. <laughs> I'm earning too much money elsewhere. Former international athlete, you've got to, got to plan these things. Get it done in the winter. Um, try and Try and peak uh, around July time. What, my what was the sport, Ryan? Was a hot dog eating? <laughs> uh, it was. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was corfball, um, that huge mainstream sport. Um, <laughs> represented Ireland three times, so you know you? it's enough. Genuinely, yeah. did you? Yeah, yeah. Working out. Genuinely, we're, yeah. We're, I'm on, I'm on we're, the inter- we're the international athlete podcast because I represented it. England as a kid at, at squash. Right, so you know, here we go. Not messing really? around here. Taking these things seriously. Oh, we could get in their heads. Here, Brian, go. you look like you've got about as much agility as uh, that tanker on the Suez Canal. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it was. <laughs> it was. Uh, I'd like to think that by Monday that was all news, but I don't think it's going to be. I think it's still going to be stuck there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was f- 15 years ago, say 14 years ago. So it was uh, actually, I don't think I had even more agility then. I was just one of 25 people in to play it that could claim to be Irish. So I, you know, Ireland's I, a small country, isn't it? So it's, it's well, easy to get involved in these things. The, the, the corfball playing um, world of, of Irish corfballers is, is pretty tiny. I think in the squad, I was the only one okay, just, born just, in Ireland. Just back up a little bit. What the fuck is corfball? <laughs> oh right, yeah. Sorry, we didn't. I didn't do that bit. Um, so it's a it's a Dutch sport. It's a mixed sex sport. So that every team has got four guys and four girls. Oh uh, yeah, okay. No, no, yeah, that's okay. That's all I needed. All I needed. Move on. I know what you were doing when you were fifteen. You're good. Come on, guys. Went, there's only one shower. We just all need to get in it. Okay. <laughs> well, you say that. Uh, so I went to University of Manchester. Didn't really know anybody. This sport popped up. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll play that. Uh, so I met my wife playing it, which is is nice. But when we we used to then travel abroad to Amsterdam and stuff, you'd be sitting in the changing rooms, and the whole Czech team would come in, guys and girls, jump in the shower together. And you, when you're twenty and feeling a little bit sensitive about your body, you do just kind of think, "No, I'm all right. I'll I'll leave my shower twenty minutes." <laughs> what are you trying to say, Ryan? This is where you've gone wrong, mate. You should have been in there in the showers with the <laughs> Czech girls. Am I the only one that's, uh, that's understood the problem here? <laughs> 
I do not have that body confidence. <laughs> Who cares, dude? You're yeah, there to look, not to play. Dad, when I used to play football, like, sorry, I, I could get in trouble for that these days, couldn't I? <laughs> 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 so I would go home from like, games of football and stuff, so smelly. I'd go to like meals and stuff after it, so smelly because I had the wee willy fear in the, the showers <laughs> and stuff. So I know where Ryan's coming from. I think we've all felt it, especially when it's cold outside. I'm dealing with a nanny at that point. So I know exactly where Ryan's coming from. Moving on uh, from Willie's and showers. I remember I was, I was in, just very quickly, I was in I was in this hotel in uh, Hanoi in Vietnam about 10 years ago. And they have a, a spa on the roof. Oh, no, the roof, the top floor. So I'm in the spa thing and uh, I'm in the hot tub and I go to walk over, go on the room to the uh, sauna or something. And there's this wee like spa attendant there and it comes running after me and he starts pulling my shorts down. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are you Hello. doing? He's pulling them down and shouting at me, pulling them down and I'm like, fucking ban them off. And I'm like, turn out. Show us your Sharknado. <laughs> <laughs> this, was, this was before Sharknado. My, 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 my career had not yet hit that zenith. Um, but um, uh, yeah, so it turned out that in, in Asia, it's kind of socially unacceptable to have any clothing on at all. So the place was a male only changing room or like our spa, but you weren't allowed to wear any clothes. So he was telling me to like take my clothes off because I wasn't allowed to wear them. Which is, I mean, I, I, I've, to be honest with you, over the years I got used to it. But I remember the first few times I was like, what the fuck? Anyway, that's my uh, naked spa story. Moving well, on. I, I know we've got two guests on here, but what I wanted to ask Crawford, right? See, see Sharknado, right? Yeah. Obviously, like, it's terrible. Yeah. Like, see when you're making that film, like, does everybody know that it's terrible when you're making it? Yeah. Or, like, does you think this is well good? Yeah, no, so it's actually a really weird experience because you're deliberately trying to make something that's bad. You, you know the way that Les Dawson used to deliberately play the piano badly? But actually... This, this but, might have rubbed off in your actually, golf game inadvertently. <laughs> <laughs> well, my golf game was always terrible. Um, but yeah, you know what, Les Dawson, like, you had to learn to play the piano well before you could learn to play it badly. And, like, we had, yeah. we had the crew in there that were, like, top cinematographers and, like, stunt crew were amazing with the rigors from, like, James Bond movies. Like, it was crew of 200 people, millions of pounds thrown at it. And quite often we'd do a take and we'd like, we've got to do it again. That was too good. It looked too good. It needs to be shit. <laughs> uh, so it, it's, and it's a because my entire career is about trying to make everything look as good as possible. And then suddenly you're now trying to make it look as shit as possible, which is kind of strange. So when are you going to, when are you planning doing a good film? <laughs> Never. I think I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> What's the point? I've tried to make lots of good movies, but they were all fucking terrible unintentionally. <laughs> what about it makes it too good? What, like, well, just, just the yeah, you know, the... sometimes because the whole point of Sharnado is it, it's kind of pantomime you know it's all over the top yeah. and sometimes if the actors yeah. weren't kind of up for it they deliver lines and you know they weren't terrible actors and they deliver a line and it's like no that that looks too believable <laughs> you need to do it again <laughs> right okay you know? so it's almost cartoonish yeah and then often what happened is you know you want lots of extras and lots of wind and lots of mad things happening and it's uh, yeah it's just yeah. you know did that it, it's funny because that's the thing in my career that everybody wants to talk about yet it wasn't I kind of got roped into doing that at the end through a friend of mine who was working and that, that, that needed someone in England to help out. So I kind of helped out and, and, and got involved in it. And then it turned into a massive nightmare because I got sued by the producers because they went off and oh, I won't get into it. But it was it was an unpleasant experience for me. And yet it's the one thing everybody wants to talk about all the damn time. So we are 15 minutes into the return of the RACTG podcast. We've mentioned spas we've mentioned wellies and showers we've mentioned the Suez canal knee surgery weird sports 
zero mentions of golf so far. Gary, 15 minutes. Gary, I, <laughs> I, 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 I was going to say, what, what about should... that it surprises you? I don't know. We should listen just... to the Off the Deck Golf podcast because we talk about people that can actually play golf. But this one... Tell us a little bit about the Off the Deck podcast, then you can have a couple of minutes to floor is yours for our, you know, literal several view, uh, viewers and listeners. Enjoy yourself, boys. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go take a shit, so you carry on and uh, talk about your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's basically me guiding Ben through the week of golf and letting him uh, fire out hot takes about the main tours. Um, we are unashamedly uh, European biased and Lee Westwood biased more than anything else. And uh, yeah, that's kind of really about it. So are you are you are you going to be getting some uh, Westy Island um, head covers made from Gary's design? Yeah, well, it depends how long depends how long Matt takes to do. We'll, we'll yeah. get an actual designer to give it a go. I think he's I think he's got a <laughs> delivery shot available for twenty twenty seven. So let me let me let me just double check. So on your golf podcast, you mainly talk about golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Crawford, write that down. That might be something we look into as time goes on. I think that's a bit. That's a bit avant garde, <laughs> Gary, for us. <laughs> uh, we, we're a bit he, too hipster. Here's a bit of uh, curiosity, guys. Did you did you meet through the RACDG? Or did you know each other yeah. beforehand? No, we met through RACDG. No. Yeah, I mean, so I, I have my own podcast that I did on my own. I interview people. Um, Interviewed sort of coaches and you know interesting people in golf beforehand, and I did that Why? for about eighteen <laughs> months, and then and then I, and then I stopped because business got busy, and then okay. last COVID hit, and uh, Ryan said I, there were some messages flying around about podcasts, and I said I did one, then Ryan sent a message said do you fancy doing one? I was like yeah I do fancy doing one again, but it's much better doing it with somebody and sort of throwing ideas and just talking crap and much like sex, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Crawford, we are we are grossly out of our depth. Here. Well, yeah, okay. I, I've never had sex with anybody but myself. So <laughs> and much like your stories on here, it goes on forever and leads nowhere. So we're talking about the return of golf on the 29th of March. Basically, the reason we've got the guys from off the deck on is we started a little challenge back in round about January. It's not really got off the deck yet see what I did there it's not got off the deck yet that's why he gets the big bucks ladies and gentlemen (laughs) (laughs) we're hoping when the 1st of April kicks in everybody gets back to golf in a sort of competitive sense we'll be able to do that basically it's me Crawford and Rob versus Ben Ryan and it was a low handicapper of their choice and they chose the sharpshooter Matthew Wabe and the challenge simply is the first team in entirety to shoot under par with an asterisk beside Ryan and Cad of breaking 80. As simple and straightforward as that. Me, Ben, um, Rob and Matt, Matt, and Rob, I don't think have ever broken par no. on an 18-hole normal golf course. So that's the challenge. All four of us want to make our kind of life's ambition over the next... <laughs> my, wife, my wife's going to give birth to a child in two or three weeks, but it's my life's <laughs> ambition for this year. <laughs> to break par, much like the other guys as well. So basically a little friendly pod-on-pod challenge called Going Under, maybe drop in the Evanescence song there, Mark, called Going Under, where we're going to try and basically outdo each other and be the first ones to break par. For, For the guys down in England, preparation, I'm guessing, hasn't been at a premium over the past couple of months. So what I want to hear from each of you, we'll go around the table, 
How are you feeling at the start of the season as we are just now? What sort of preparation have you been doing off the golf course, mental preparation, physical preparation, anything like that? And um, yeah, basically, how do you feel going into this early part of the season? I'll start with you, Ben. Uh, so um, aside from sort of uh, trying not to get cross at the uh, the members of my golf club, bitching and moaning to me about uh, when the golf course is opening and who they can play with and who they can't play with. Um, so just to confirm, Ben, you're on a you're on a golf course committee, yeah. aren't you? An actual fully fledged committee yeah, member. I am. I'm the. Ch- What's that like? Tell us. Tell us a little bit about how much you love that. <laughs> so let's let's poke it back so, a bit. So I'm uh, I'm the chairman of our competitions, the handicaps at Lynx Golf Club in Newmarket. Um, I was sort of semi roped into doing it by our chairman like two and a half years ago because um, basically, like most golf clubs, our committee was just for old old buggers. We didn't give a crap about anybody else other than the old boys playing, you know, eight, eight till 10, Monday through Friday um, and leaving the rest of us out. So I kind of came in. The, the pandemic, though, has just been a bloodbath because um, what I didn't realise is that uh, competitions and handicaps is basically responsible for all play on the golf course. So when COVID hit, the closing and reopening of the golf course came under me, um, uh, which was a nightmare. So uh, just dealing with... Um, that and we didn't have any technology in our club at all so no booking system no nothing so having to introduce all of that and teaching 17 80 year olds how to use a computer um you know the amount of crap i've had to deal with over the last 12 months has just been ridiculous it drives me up the wall um uh, just members of golf clubs are the most irritating human beings you could ever meet sort of self-serving and uh, what what golf clubs are spent? <laughs> yeah, Links, Links <laughs> yeah. Golf Club in Newmarket. <laughs> Shout out to all the members. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think chatting to some of the other lads who've, who've also been on committee committees, and, and even Ryan. I think it's a similar thing. It's just it's just so frustrating when you're dealing with other human beings. It's just so self serving. Just like try and look outside your own uh, your own mirror. But um, hey, look, I've only got six months left. I nearly resigned the other week because I just like I don't I don't need this hassle right now. I need to concentrate on this uh, pod wars. Um, <laughs> and the thing is, as well, you do this. You do this on like it's a volunteering basis. Well, You're not getting paid, paid for all of this hassle. I reckon. I, I reckon last year, I reckon, um, one certainly like that that first period coming out of lockdown. I probably was doing 20, 25 hours a week for the golf club, getting stuff sorted. So it was. Um, in a way, it was quite good. I wasn't very busy, but now I am. Really Sorry, busy. I just, I just, for, for the listeners at home, I need to point out that while Ben's talking, um, <laughs> Gary, uh, Gary, Gary is swinging <laughs> what looks like a like rose wine out of the bottle, just like super Let classy. Let me tell you about this bottle of rose. <laughs> We've started a little, um, a little cooking class with the RACDG, and it's a uh, junior that's been running it, and he's been helping uh, a good few people cook a few dishes each week. And uh, Pete Chapman's in there. And we decided last week we were going to do this nice lamb curry. And it was amazing, by the way, but it was this nice lamb curry. And Pete's right into his wine. And he says, I've just found this rosé that looks quite interesting, this sweet rosé wine that looks interesting. What's your address, guys? And I'll send you a bottle. Look, don't be daft, just tell us where to get it. We'll go grab it. He's like, no, don't be silly. Uh, I'm buying one anyway, I'll send you a bottle. So he's sending us this bottle. I've obviously Googled it. It was a fucking like 24 quid bottle of wine. Uh, and I've not finished it off yet, so now would be. So, so you thought you'd, I, I, I you'd, not let... you'd swing it out of the bottle while we were recording the podcast? Yeah, pretty much. If I had a twenty-four pound bottle of wine, I don't think I'd be swinging it out of the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice. I, I'm not a usually a big uh, fan of rosy wine or sweet wine, but it is lovely. And uh, just yeah, huge shout out to Mr. Pete Chapman, who also listens to the podcast as well. So, uh, to Pete, thank you very much for the wine and Ben. 
back to you for the answer that uh, we asked you about five minutes ago yeah. and like three times about already but <laughs> so, let's go so, so in terms of in terms of prep I've basically I've, I've done nothing uh, so I've been, I've been running um, you know a bit like you Gary you know joining the running club uh, I used to love my running I haven't really been doing much but yeah, I've, been, I've run 140 kilometers so far this month I've got a 20k I'm doing a half marathon tomorrow morning uh, so that's, that's been the thing that's keeping me going. I've not picked up a golf club since Boxing Day. Um, I don't plan on doing things. I've got my, uh, my putting mat in the background here that I'll be doing some putting on. Um, hang on, hang it. on. So let's, let, let's, just, let's just go back 30 seconds. Ben, how much have you been doing? I've done nothing. He's run 140 kilometres. He's got a <laughs> yeah. putting mat in his house. He's yeah, an I'm absolute pro- liar. I'm probably, <laughs> yeah, I've probably run, four, I've, I've run 400k since the new year, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, man. <laughs> And I've done some pain on there. You know, I haven't driven four hundred k's. That's been another great part of uh, the RACDG throughout yeah. the, the lockdown as well, because obviously it, it, it's been shit for a lot of people. But um, we had, I think, the Worcester Booster started the running club. Um, so many guys. Shout out to Ben Lovejoy as well, who's been absolutely tanking it. I, I talk to him on a daily basis, and I think he's at 185k yeah. for the month so far. And he's going to hit 200, yeah. and he'd he'd never ran the length of himself at the start no. of the year. He was as fat as me last year, he's lost and now so he's much. running like yeah. as, fat, as fat as I am <laughs> at this moment in time. <laughs> he's like he's literally like running like uh, 20k's a day, yeah. uh, and he's now about to like hit 200 for the month. Yourself and Josh Breslin. It's sitting at 150, 160 for the month. So that's been really, really good for people uh, over, certainly since January, February, March came along. I'm guessing it'll tail off a little bit now when the golf's back, but I can see a lot of the guys want to keep it up as well um, that haven't done much running before. And look, I hate it. I did it in February. Hit my, hit my target of 100K, did some 10Ks. Running shit, lads. Like, it's just walking really fast. It's tough. Like, just walk. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. No, we're in lockdown. I'm in no rush. <laughs> um, yeah, tip my hat to guys like Alan Martin who who run without headphones in. I mean, he's just a mentalist as yeah. far as I'm concerned. I, I could. I can't do it. I have to listen. I have to have a comedy podcast. I want to do a long run. So tomorrow morning, I've got a couple of lockdown parenting and something else going on, so like comedy, to just to keep me smiling as I'm running. Because if I don't have that, I've got... I've I've met Alan Martin a few times. So he's he's one for the watching. That doesn't surprise me that he runs without <laughs> headphones. And he's, <laughs> he's 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 uh, he's not all oh, he some man, Alan Martin, some man. But um, sorry, Alan. Again, Ben. We've kind of answered your question, I suppose. We're kind of getting there with it. But what's the hopes and ambitions for the year, Ian? Uh, obviously, the, the overall one is breaking par. Yeah. Do you think you've got that in you? And yeah. what kind of other things are you looking at doing over the year? Yeah, I, I, I've... Um, so I took up golf relatively late. I've only really been playing seven years. And when I took it up... Oh, God. Yeah, seven I took, years. I, yeah. I, I, I first you play up, golf. No, but I first picked up golf clubs when I was 18. But I, I played maybe four or five times a year max up until seven years ago and then uh, and then I decided that like all the other sports I played my legs and, and my particularly my knees and ankles couldn't cope with it anymore so I thought I'll, I'll take up golf okay and, scumbag uh, I'm putting you on the time out for two minutes Ryan let's move on to you <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've currently got a watch list on eBay of left-handed clubs um, are you left-handed? No. <laughs> um, so my uh, my surgery on my knee was my second on my left knee, and 
with the golf swing and the amount of weight I'm putting through it. I was just, I've basically spent the last eight weeks wondering if I should try and switch and become a left-handed golfer. So that's probably where my mental preparation is. That that's a really good like, level of golf perversion where your knee's so fucked up. You go, well, the, the normal thing would be just to not play golf. I mean, yeah. the knee's done. No, let's just flip my body on the other side and make a mess of the other knee. It's not done, and the injuries weren't done uh, with with playing golf. They were like one was running, and five years ago it was golf ball training. Um, falling in falling in showers uh, surrounded by Czech athletes it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just with, with a... if I was in a shower full of Czech athletes I would have done my knees in too <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all the blood left my extremities and I just collapsed fucking hell um, <laughs> mentally uh, yeah mentally I'm, I'm in a, a pretty sweet spot that I don't mentally know I'm in a go. terrible spot right now I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> Gary's thinking can, can we put this out now are we going to get in trouble remember at the start we did we did the third episode Crawford and it was just me and you and it was just an absolute disaster episode 3 <laughs> the famous episode 3 this is on that train sorry Ryan you've not done much no. training but yeah. how are you feeling going into the season I'm quite looking forward to it I've got a lot of good golf lined up um, so I've just joined a new club, um, Headingley Golf Club, which is really nice, uh, a really fun golf course uh, in North Leeds and not that far from the slightly more prestigious ones and on the same kind of type of land. But then just with like the Berkshire, I'm supposed to be playing the old course in a few weeks. Uh, I've got Are you currently in St Andrews, Ryan? Uh, I'm just on the road, so uh, for knee rehab, uh, we came instead with my in-laws. Um, so, yeah, 15 minutes away. Speaking of St. Uh, Andrews. you so, spent a bit of time down at St. Andrews? Pardon? Have you spent uh, a bit of time down at the old course? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've been uh, active parenting my uh, 14-month-old in the last few weeks. So um, when needing somewhere to take him, because he's he's just walking, um, we've been walking up and down uh, the old course and around St. Andrews and, and that kind of stuff, which... Uh, is a a weird uh, way to torture yourself as you're watching guys going and playing golf while knowing that oh. I'm struggling at the minute to kind of walk ten thousand steps in a day. So, but it is it's yeah. good to have another you know to have a flocker in and around St Andrews. That's a really good thing to have. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the one thing that we feel that we have, we've really been missing. It's like it's like the final final piece of our puzzle is having a member of the flock who, who lives in St Andrews. Who could tell us? Well, yeah, I mean, tell us every day what the, what the weather was yeah. like and what the wind was like and what it's like to play there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm here four or five times a year, so I'll I'll pretend for those weeks when I'm up here to to be the St Andrews flocker, and we'll we'll just fit in other people who come up for holidays. I guess. You're a fifer at heart, much like myself with my four or five visits a year as well. You you travel there a couple of times a year, and you leave your heart up there, and you go back and get it when you when you return. That was sorry, yeah, that was really that was really poignant. That's quite poetic, yeah. Well, no, I, that's the rose I, I tried to tell my, I tried to tell my wife that you know um, I didn't marry her because her parents lived in Fife and so close mm. to of course and everything, but <laughs> it certainly played a part. Yeah, Crawford, what about you? What sort of golfing preparation have you been doing over the the past three months, and how do you feel heading into this challenge at the start of the season? Well, Gary, um, you know. You know sometimes that like people can over over prepare like you know you, you get yourself to a point where 
you try to think of every eventuality and cover everything that might go wrong and you train to, to prepare yourself mentally and physically and all of those things. And then you end up going out, you know, to try and execute on the plan. You've got so many things going on in your head and it ends up a complete disaster. And at the other end of the scale, sometimes you play your absolute best when you kind of walk out, your shirt hanging out, just out of the car, run to the first tee, hair sticking all over the place, probably had a few scoops the night before, not really thinking about anything. And those are the days that you kind of have your best days in the golf course. Well, I decided early on to focus on the latter of those and to spend the last three months putting on freestone and weight uh, not really getting off the sofa, not in any running. I have run, I haven't walked or haven't run or driven 140 kilometers in the last three months. Um, I have touched my golf clubs once when I bought the new golf clubs and I took them out of the box. And that's the only time I've seen them. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to Monday. And my first match back, our first game is at Cleve. And the first thing I have to do is walk up the third hole in Cleve. I might have a heart attack. I'm not going to lie. I might have to bring a defib machine with me or at least know where there is one, find where there is one on the map before I start because I might die. Um, but, um, but that's my plan. I, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to go in raw uh, and I'm going to smash it. As, as for my, as for my ambition for the year, I'd quite like to hit, I mean, we've got what, nine months left to the year. I will have reached the goal if I can hit a fairway in those nine months. <laughs> <laughs> you did you mentioned Cleve there so that's your first game back while we've got you on and while we've mentioned Cleve you actually made a, a little bit of an appearance this is the first in the year and a half I've known you it's the first thing I've seen you do resembling work uh, as I've seen you pop up in episode 15 or issue 15 should I say of the Golfers Journal talking about Cleve and some other courses so um, in three minutes or less tell us a little bit about that and how, how that all came about oh I can make it less than, than, than three minutes it's all about my ego Gary so I found out that I happen to have an access to Tom Coyne his email address from uh, the refuge and I thought I'm going to send him an email because if I can get an issue in the, the, the golfers journal it'll appeal to my ego and that's pretty much how I did it and how has your ego been stroked since that was published have you got some good feedback no, on the back of not it? enough I mean I've had a few people say they read it <laughs> But honestly, I've been a little disappointed. I thought there'd be much more adulation. I'm expecting and I hope it next week when I see people in, in public that they will tell me they've read it, that they enjoyed it, that they think that I am you know, an artistic, creative genius um, and that they're looking forward to reading more. But I mean, I haven't really had enough, honestly. Um, what percentage of people do you think will have read it? What percentage of people that tell you they've read it will have read it? Um, well, this is the problem, Ryan. I think that um, most of the people in the group are largely illiterate. Um, and uh, uh, I think that is that is well evidenced from their oh, lack of oh. English. Yesterday, they were calling deck shoes boat shoes, which I think um, uh, is a perfect example of the kind of level of education we're talking about here. So I think they may have looked at the pictures. I mean, I think they'll tell Tommy to the, the photographer that they looked at the pictures. I've gone through the page. I've not read the article yet. I'm saving it for this weekend. Yeah, After I've done my 20k. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send you a nice message tomorrow. Okay, do you want me to send you a, a book about how to read first? Yes. <laughs> Crawford has his endearing, endearing best here. Uh, I was going to buy it and show some support to you, Crawford, because I did want to read it and I checked online and it was, it was 20 quid for a magazine and like, you're talking to somebody who used to buy Zoo and Nuts at 60p every week. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Karen. If I was spending 20 quid on a magazine, I'd want a hand job with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a very quick break. Uh, I don't know what we're going to put in this ad set here, but uh, our Zoom meeting's about to run out. So we'll come back uh, in a minute or so, maybe play some nice music in here, Mark, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the upcoming year, the challenge, the order of merit, the RACDG majors that are coming up, and then whatever other weird stuff comes into Crawford's mind. So we'll be right back. The next half could get bumpy, people. <laughs> Okay, we're back, part two of the return, the grandiose return of the RACDG podcast. Uh, it's me, Gary Crawford, Ryan, and Ben from the Off the Deck podcast, and we're talking about the Off the Deck versus RACDG podcast going on the season-long challenge. Um, you guys were talking about where your game was, the preparation you'd done. Just very quickly, I'll do it in my end. Uh, I've been playing golf since February in Scotland. They've been allowing golf. It's been two ball mainly, and it's been Scummy. nine holes, and it's been up tees, it's been temporary greens, and blah, 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 blah. But um, I've been playing, and uh, not to get all technical about it, but I put some swing changes in over the winter. I worked hard at it, uh, and I've been striping the shit out of the ball for the past month or so. So this is a bit that you clip, Mark, and you play in about six months when I've not broken 80 <laughs> all year, okay? <laughs> but I'm feeling the best about my game than I've felt about it in a long, long time. Um, is and tw- I'm excited. Is this 2019, Gary, then? Is this 2019, Gary, we're going to see? Better. Yeah? I, I think it's going to be better, right? I'm going to I'm going to put this out here, right? I'm going to break par before the end of May, right? I'm putting it... I'm speaking it into existence, as they say. I'm going to break par before uh, we get to the end of May. That's where I've been. I've been at the range. I've uh, been practicing my wedge game, which has historically been absolutely dreadful. Um, and I'm just buzzing to get back out there. Full length tees, full length courses, 18 hole courses, greens that are cut. My uh, course is a bit of a building site at the moment. So um, the confidence is high, but that might all change when actual real golf courses uh, start putting themselves in front of me again. Let's talk about the other two guys that aren't here. Um disparagingly no let's talk about Rob and uh, Matt Wabe what do you know about Matt's game and um, what do you think that you're going to get out of him as a teammate I, I unfortunately I play with Matt a fair bit so Matt, Matt and I knew each other before RACDG so uh, Matt and I have got the same coach uh, we played in pro-ams together probably for we've got the same coach so uh so, uh, we, we, I, I don't think you're a man from down the Tesco car park counts, Ben. It's not a not a coach. <laughs> coach is a coach, isn't it? At the end of the day. <laughs> so, so Matt, Matt and I know each other's um, flaws and weaknesses. Um, uh, I've, uh, I think I've come from a, an 18 handicap down to five, and he's kind of hovered around five. I think he's that. Is he now three? I think he's gone to yeah, the the world handicap yeah, system. That's right, but, yeah. um, from what I've gathered from him, his game's trending now because I think he took a lot of mental jumps in the last year in terms of positivity and um, feeling good. What I will say, I've played with Matt 
probably more than any other flogger. And what I will say about Matt is that his golf game is significantly better than he will ever tell you it is. Exactly. Not because he's trying to hide it. He's just one of these. You know, he's always he's quite down on himself. He's actually a very good golfer. So, so believe in yourself, Matt. Yeah, believe. absolutely. Well, this is it. So he 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 knows it. I've said it to him hundreds of times whenever we played. Is that he, he'll beat himself up after every single tee shot. He'll stripe it down the middle, two ninety, and it'll be across. It's two ninety, not three hundred. Uh, you know, it was, it was a yard to the left. Um, but yeah, look, if he gets his mental stuff right, and I've not played with him probably since the beginning of last summer. So uh, I've not seen him since then, but it definitely feels like he's he's, he's flipped a switch. So I'm I'm feeling good for him because his game's good. Once he's on, and once he gets his putting yeah. going, he's he's a good player. He's a good player. So I, what about Crawford? What about Rob? Um, you've obviously played with him a lot. Uh, I think he what's he off the year four as well. What do you reckon his chances are of breaking par? He was off five and has dropped him down to two points something or other three. Rob's broken. He's. Well, that's it. No, he's 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 hit. Is that just a statement? Rob's broken. <laughs> <laughs> he's, in, he's in the corner like a malfunctioning robot, just like. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's hit par many times. I actually, I don't know how he hasn't broken par. I, I, it's weird. I thought that he had, but maybe he hasn't. But um, he's one of those guys who used to play off five or six, but like three times a month he'd go round one over or something. Um, like you saw in the mega bonus last year, like he's one of those people that plays better when the pressure is on, so he handles pressure very well. He kind of likes the com- competition of it. I, I, I actually think that giving him a year and nine months in a competition to break par is why he will do it. You know what I mean? Some people will will be over overcome by that, the pressure of that, and some people need the pressure in order to to achieve it. And Rob's very much somebody who needs the pressure to achieve it. I think he'll do it easy enough. Because that's the interesting thing, isn't it? Because when you say break par once this year, I mean, we've all shot there, kind of thereabouts, and it doesn't feel like a... Speak for yourself. Deal, but I think when <laughs> yeah, you can't watch, there or there-ish, but like... It's I've broken to... par on a hole before. <laughs> <laughs> but it's getting to putting yourself in the mindset of being, especially with my home course, because 17 and 18 are, are complete bastards, it's thinking standing there on a random Tuesday afternoon or something where you just usually be having a bounce game or whatever and you've got a putt to break par or something and it's it's putting yourself under that sort of pressure that you wouldn't normally be putting yourself under even in even in normal medal play because it's got a kind of whole season long tick box ramifications attached to it. Um, so I think it would be interesting to see how everybody would kind of because it, it, it's like having the mega bonus part isn't it every time that you've got a chance for it you've just got to feel comfortable right so, I mean last year I was three under three times on the 15th tee at my club and, Jesus and, uh, every single time I, I was one over par uh, by the end of the round well Crawford that's it Ben's out that's so, fucking thing um, then. That's, yeah, that's what's one he's, he's not got the head for it <laughs> he's a mental midget it's, it's probably I'm probably the most competitive SOB You'll ever know. So I've come from 18. What's, 18 all, what's down also to where hilarious right about, today, so. about ben, ben is that whenever Ben hits a bad tee shot, he launches into this vitriolic abuse, <laughs> totally <laughs> in French. <laughs> yeah, really. but unfortunately, you know it all. So normally it's quite good. Normally it sounds quite expressive. But <laughs> yeah. Because I remember we played. We, what was uh, what was the name of the course we played? Oh, uh, just Scott's after St Craig. Andrews. Scott's Craig. Scott's Craig. Yeah. Um, That's right. And, yeah. Uh, I it was, it was obviously the first time and the only time me and you had met Ben, yeah. and I didn't know that you had the, the French background or whatever. 
and you, you pulled one mile left, and I just heard you go, ah, kill it like that, they don't have a verse or whatever it was you said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at Crawford, like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably putain merde de camp. It's not my favourite that comes straight out, just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Just call myself a whore, uh, you know. Just, just, just normal, normal, chilled out, relaxed. But that's my way of doing it. I, I, I recently did this. I mean, it's how golf geek I am. Um, somebody randomly, some spam came in about you. Know, what's your What's your mental makeup as a golfer? I was like, I clicked on it straight away, and apparently, I'm an introvert. And because I express myself outwardly on a golf course, and I swear at myself, but I'm I'm actually quite quiet on the golf course. I don't mind a bit. Is, of is introvert French for arsehole? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I tell you who also speaks really good French in a golf course Les Pins <laughs> I, I shit you not I messaged uh, Mr Ben Lovejoy uh, in the break there saying we're doing the podcast just now and it's a good laugh blah 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 and he said would you like me to come on a run-in by Les Pins so he still remembers that phone <laughs> um, Brian the uh, challenge is a little bit different for you because for me and for Ben uh, and for Matt and for Rob it's to break par, which is pretty straightforward. But for you and Crawford, it's to break 80. Now, how does that differ, I suppose, from breaking par, <laughs> apart from the obvious answer of eight shots? <laughs> and have, <laughs> have you ever broken 80? How close have you got? And, and what's your kind of mindset going into it? Uh, so I think I've had 82, uh, but I'm taking a I'm taking a Brooks Kepka mentality to it, that if I, if I aim for 80, I'm probably going to get 81 or 82. So if I aim for par... That's where I'm headed. You know who that sounds like? That sounds like Kung Fu Kenny, the man himself. <laughs> I was just thinking, Kung Fu Kenny. The, the, we need to get Kung Fu Kenny on. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know Kung Fu Kenny, with his butter blades, <laughs> twenty-seven. Kung Fu Kenny is a legend of uh, the current day RACDG, a twenty-seven handicapper who's just taken up golf in the last year, but has taken up golf with the viscous vigor of nobody I've ever seen in my life. So he's got blades, <laughs> the ferules, he's getting fitted for wedges. He was posting pictures earlier. He's, he plays off Pro V1Xs. Like, he is a professional golfer in the body of a 27 handicapper. <laughs> um, and I absolutely love everything about that. A perfect member of the RACDG. He, he's a pervert. <laughs> ambition far outweighs talent. So Kenny is on another level. He's, he's very much the uh, topic of conversation just now because, and this is a nice little segue, looking ahead to the 1st of April, it's also the start of the RACDG, the very first ever order of merit. So we've got 98, soon to be 100 people, signed up for a season-long order of merit. I don't know if there'll be many other golf societies in the entire UK that will have something set up, the kind of scope and uh, ambition that we're doing with this. So, I mean, so you, you, you guys might know how many people are in the FedEx Cup? Is like 125 or something? Yeah, top one yeah. to five. Yeah. So yeah, so we're 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 almost the same number of people as you have in the FedEx Cup. But that's how big it is. Yeah, all over the country. And the way it works is you pay your 20 quid in, 20 pounds at the start of the year. That's it. And every month you have to submit at least two Stableford scores um, under World Handicap System rules. Blah blah blah. But two scores in. And then we'll have that leaderboard. Now, the interesting part there comes, and, and you guys might have a bit of a viewpoint on this, it's at least two scores. So you knock in a couple of 34s or 32, do you go out and do you keep playing? 
and try and bump that average yeah. up? Or do you just stick it? So it's like a game of poker as well. It's a bit of, there's a sticker twist mentality to it as well. There's going to be monthly prizes every single month. We've got a season ending playoff competition where the top 10 or 20 or something along those lines are going to be meeting up and playing off for the winner of the order of merit. So this is this is proper, proper shit here. Is it, is so, it the average? Yeah, I've got a question about that quickly. I, I, I didn't bother reading the rules. Rules aren't for people like me. Um, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, how does it work? So, is it not just your two best scores out of all the scores you submit in the month? No. So you put no, in, you your put in yeah. at least two, and then any extra ones you put in, they average it across. You know how okay. many you do. So you could go out and shoot forty forty, and then go. Well, I'm not putting any yeah. more in. Yeah. Or you could go out and shoot yeah. twenty eight thirty and think I need to try and bump this up, and then shoot twenty six twenty four. To it and just <laughs> crash Ryan, do you hear how these like low handicaps are like? Oh, I'd shoot twenty eight and twenty four. Imagine the horror, Gary. I've shot nine. <laughs> <laughs> Crawford, was it not at the shot that you had zero points in the back nine and you had? To, I think had I had zero, two. You had zero. You were on the you were on the seventeenth tee with zero points. We were doing instead of the tour being fifty nine watch, you were on zero watch. <laughs> <laughs> I played really well in the first seven holes and then it just I had all my points in the first seven holes but I did a couple of years ago I generally had nine points but the irony is that literally the round before I had 45 points and won all the money in the roll up and then the next day I went out Wednesday went out thinking 45 yesterday I'm going to smash this I had nine points but Crawford (laughs) the beauty of the order of merit if you do that this year and you get 45 and you get nine that's an average of 27 points and you're fine (laughs) You're in good shape. <laughs> a of I'll, I'll, I'll feel, I'll feel like, a low, yeah, like a low handicapper just having a bad day. And that's the beauty of it. Also, the, the order of merits coming up. If you're listening to this and you haven't signed up yet, please just ask for some information in the chats. John Arshad has been spamming uh, the info about it. It's the brainchild of Joe Smith-Walker, the trained killer and film tasker, Freddie Mercury lookalike, with our man Gav Irons, the, the an crash. absolute hero. <laughs> a hero among men, Gav Irons, setting up an entire website for it. So this, this isn't just... You know, a society mess about this is structured. There's a website. There's a yeah. Seriously, system. The, the website proper. they've done is just is just off the chain. It's like it's better than it's internet intelligent goal. I think I find the amount of effort in it frightening, in a <laughs> positive way. It, 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 it does it's, freak me it, out. So here's, here's, like, here's a here's a genuine question though. If you're a member of the flock and you're like on the thing, like you know, chatting, having fun with everybody, and you're in there because you're as much of a golf nerd as the rest of us. Why are you? Why has anybody not signed up to the order? Get of out, yeah. leave. In the words of Jojo, <laughs> get out, leave right now. Genuine question, though. Why would anyone not sign up to it? I don't understand why some people just haven't. Well, can I also say, as, as somebody who runs competitions and handicaps at a golf club, it, it is much more organised and structured and better and better set up than anything that I could do at my golf club. So uh, ben, I'm, t- I'm taking, I'm taking loads you. of stuff from. Uh, <laughs> There's two words for you there, mate. Yeah. John Arshad. He's a legend, isn't he? Although, although, <laughs> although, in fairness, I think he hates Ryan from Ryan hammered him in the, uh, in the was it the Abercrombie or the Northern Melt or oh, the Melt in the Middle? Melt in the Middle. I remember, I remember him saying that you're an arsehole. Didn't, didn't you win it, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't quite hammer him. I was three down after ten, Eight and then one. won <laughs> seven holes in a row or something to win three and one. <laughs> or six so holes, I've never met John in real life. Um, I'm a big fan of him. Virtually, is he? 
actually a human, or is he is is he a sarcastic? <laughs> no, he's as dry life? and sarcastic in real life. <laughs> <laughs> he's produced three humans, so I think he is a human. He is human, but if if you kind of ignore him for like an hour or so, you'll go in and you'll find him sitting in the corner with his fingers stuck in the socket, just standing there, just charging himself up. <laughs> just into screensaver mode every now and again. <laughs> so we've covered the uh, the challenge mainly three on three breaking par, me Crawford and Rob versus Ben Ryan and Matt Wabe. I suppose what we kind of need to do now, because we've not really done this yet, we've talked about it, but we've not really done it, and I'll maybe open this up to the flock at large. What's on the line? What's the wager? What's the prize? What's the what, what are we playing for here? And and I'm opening this up. We've not planned this. We've not discussed anything really. I'm open to any and all ideas. I'm going to kick it off with a very basic question: Are we playing for a prize for the winners? Or are we playing for a default booby penalty for the losers? Oh, oh definitely penalty for yeah. the losers. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. I would have said the exact same the thing. Yeah. I'm assuming that we're all going to be at the shut, right? Are we, unless Gary cries off. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Behave yourself. I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> so it's, we, we've got. We've got to be surely. Yeah, unless I impregnate my wife again, I'll be there. <laughs> so sure, surely, it's got to be something that we can all do at the shut. That losers can do at the shot. Um, yeah. Losing team has to play a full golf hole in their boxer shorts. I don't know, something along those. I'd want those calls. That'll go down well. <laughs> can, we can we make it either the first or the 18th? It's going to be the Czech athletes in the showers all over again. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. Ben will stay outside. He won't come near it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Right. But maybe we should maybe we should put that out to the flockers. Something that the losing team can forfeit or can do um, at the shot. Could it be, I don't know, something along the lines of they need to spend their own caddying for the winning team, um, something that they have to wear on the course, something that they have to do on the course. I don't know uh, at the moment. I don't know if you guys have got any other ideas. don't know if producer Mark's got anything sitting in the back of his head there, uh, sitting silently in Madrid. But, um, I mean, I thought we were going with the, the civilised initial bet of the losers are picking up dinner for the winners we'll do that right because that's noble that's, that's, but that's there the also has of, to be something standard, fun yeah. but, but we need something fun as well but that, that's I think is a given is there any but... really cold water near Royal Port Cole? <laughs> yeah quite yes, a lot next to the sea <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Wales and it's by the sea <laughs> isn't it can't you see yeah. the Irish Sea there might be yes. something in that then uh, the October Irish Sea oh. uh, some sort of Skinny dipping, some sort of, and I, see, I'm saying this right now. Matt Wave is going to tell me to fuck her right <laughs> yeah. off at this. <laughs> yeah. He better get his mental game sorted. I mean, yeah, we're going to win, so I wouldn't worry. The only thing is with that, I could just see the headlines of the local press in South Wales at the minute. Man dies, <laughs> in in the sea in October. <laughs> There, it was, it was a bet that I lost for my friends. Crawford, if it's us, they'll be seeing two fucking beached whales found in Wales. <laughs> <laughs> two ginger beached whales. <laughs> so we'll think of something. I'll, I'll, we'll update the thread on the clubhouse, uh, www.clubhouse.com forward slash... No, www.clubhouse.racdg.com. Uh, we'll update the thread and we'll let you guys vote. You don't even need the www because it's not actually 1996. 
Somebody in the chat <laughs> said it was difficult. No, it was Sybil. Sybil, I'm calling you out, right? Said in the chat that it was difficult to get onto the clubhouse. The RACDG clubhouse at clubhouse.racdg.com. It couldn't be easier, guys. Up on, is he just ending up on clubhouse? You know, that other... I mean, to be fair, if you went on to Google and you just typed in clubhouse, you probably wouldn't find it. No. <laughs> if we win, I want our forfeit to be that Sybil has to wear a Man United top to the show. <laughs> <laughs> and if we lose, I want I want our our uh, forfeit to be that Sibo has to wear a minute top. <laughs> <laughs> so other than guys, the um, order of merit, other than the challenge, which is going to be great, and I'm really looking forward to it because it's something to kind of I suppose tie the full entire season together um, in more than one way. What else are you looking forward to in terms of the RACDG majors? Any other events that are coming up? Um, any other things pertaining to your golf game? Ben, what have you got kind of in store for the golf season and what you're looking forward to? Yeah, I've got quite a few things uh, lined up. So um, I'm doing the hailing the hailing day trip with, uh, I think, Worcester's uh, driving that and uh, John Arshad's doing the, the Berkshire trip in May. So that's the first bit of golf. But um, I, th- I suppose the, the big event for me, assuming I can get a pass from uh, the family, is the, the Kaluna falls on my 40th birthday. So I've, really? I've, I've signed oh. up for that. So I'm quite looking forward to that. And I've always been desperate to play Allwood Liam Mortown. That's, that's a strong look. So I'm looking forward to getting up to Yorkshire uh, and, and playing that. So yeah. I'm, I'm literally trying to play everything this year. But I suppose Pinehurst has got to be the obvious one, right? As, assuming we can go, assuming... Oh, fuck. All's good. That's, that, that's the one I'm looking forward to. Oh, yeah, just, just, just Mortown and Allwood and the Barnshire. Yeah, I mean, honestly, and, it's ridiculous. Uh, the Galuna and then Pinehurst. Yeah, it's no, no, no. So there's, there's, we all have, when we signed up to it, we all signed a contract that said that in any public discussion about golf, we have to drop in the name Pinehurst, Pinehurst yeah. at least once every seven minutes. So, um, that's why we Tell had to mention about it Pinehurst. What's it? If, if we want to look at Where is it, it's a town in South Carolina. They've got a couple of golf courses there. Moving on, <laughs> but if we're looking at the scope <laughs> and how big and how ridiculous the RACDG's got over the past year. There's been a trip arranged to Pinehurst. So, Ben, tell us a little bit about that and the itinerary because it is absolutely bonkers. Yes. Are you pretending you're not going, Gary? <laughs> that charity money only takes me so far, mate. Well, I, I don't know. I don't, can't remember how it came out. It was just a couple of us chatting on the chat and then all of a sudden, like like, like the rest no, of it... Was, sorry, it was... Do you know how it came out? It was, it was uh, Dave Hewitt's yeah. not meeting his uh, commission bonus for the well, year and it. thinking I'm going to yeah. show some shit to these no, boys. Guys, no, actually, no. <laughs> what happened was that Matt Wave, Mark Chivers, uh, like about six of us were supposed to be going to Sand, Sand Valley, Valley in in September for the Ryder Cup. Yeah. And we were going to do like our okay. own, we were doing, we going to spend two days at Sand Valley, then we were going to go to the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits. And of course it could cancel because of the pandemic. Um, and we kind of realized that by the time we were all going to be in a place to want to rebook, there was going to be no space left at Sand Valley for September this year. So then I just suggested, well, why don't we just go to Pinehurst instead? And then we can watch the Ryder Cup while we're in Pinehurst. And that's what came out of that. Is then Dave, of course, said, "Well, I can organise access. So I do for a living." And uh, we all jumped in. Now, as it stands at the minute, I don't know how to have the money to go to Pinehurst yet, so I still have to figure that out. I've got like six, eight weeks to figure that problem Crawford, out. I've got one word for you, mate. Raffle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll I'll raffle. Um, uh, I, I, <laughs> I'll raffle a seat. 
Oh, the 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 showers with, the, with Ryan's fourth team. <laughs> <laughs> Just raffle Tara Reid's phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I offered you told a story once about Tara Reid and Edward and you sharing a bed with them. If it's yeah. going to fit in any podcast, it's this one. What 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 is that story? <laughs> yeah, we all we all we all slept in a bed together. And Jedward, the Jedward twins, Tara, me, a couple of other people. <laughs> That's it. What else do you want to know? Jedward. I don't mind know anything that, else. That, that sounds worse than it is. We all literally just slept in the bed together. It'd been a long day and we all sort of fallen asleep. Oh. What age were the Jedward twins? Oh, it was it was four years ago, so they were what I don't know, mid twenties or something. I have to say, yeah, I, I have to say, they are as utterly bonkers in real life as they are on TV. So well, they are actually no, it's not a gimmick at all. They are really like that, but they are actually really lovely, charming lads. Have I really seen, like. Have them. you seen well, their yeah. Twitter recently? They are very yeah. uh, inclusive, liberal, and calling yeah. out a lot of bad people on Twitter, and they come across. Fantastically, so that this, yeah. no, they're, they're really the, nice the lads. Like, appreciation podcast here, where we like because we were in this hotel, and like they were super nice to everyone. Like, like from the waitresses, everybody, they were like, really nice guys. I really like them. So there you go, Ryan. Who's your favourite pop idol reject? <laughs> uh, reject. I thought you were going to ask me about the winners. You know, nice. Leon Jackson, Rylan. He's Rylan. Yeah, he's, he's, he's done well for himself. Yeah. He's done well for... What are we talking about? He looks about? like Olivia Giroud. What, the, what are we talking about? <laughs> Ryan, tell us about your season, the golf, what's coming up over the next six months, what majors are you going to get to, and what kind of hopes, dreams and ambitions have you got, and anything else about Pop Idol? Uh, you've just got me thinking about Pop Idol. <laughs> um, so I, I'm, I'm feeling a weird sense of pride about people coming to Yorkshire, even though, you know, those golf courses existed so, before I moved to Leeds. You're quite near the cock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am, I am in and around the cock weekly. Okay. I'm really looking forward to that. I've never been, I've never once played golf in England, which is a really weird thing. Um, I've never played golf in England. I've got my name down for the cock, um, and I'm really looking forward to those two courses uh, because they look pretty fantastic. So if anybody else has not been there before and is going to the cock, tell us a little bit about Moortown and Alwoodley and what they can expect and what they can look forward to. Um, they are they are fun. Um, Moortown is you can Moortown's steeped in history and they they play up the Ryder Cup a lot. Um, but it's just it's a lot of fun. It's a really tough course. There's a lot of uh, short grass and, and runoff areas. You've got to you've got to play pretty decent golf to score well around there. And then Allwoodley's pretty similar. So I'm quite um, I'm ignorant here. Has has Moortown hosted the Ryder Cup? Yeah, yeah, nineteen. It was the first place in the UK to host the Ryder Cup, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. So I think the first one was in the States, and then the first when they came over here, it was the first place to do it. Was who's, got, who's got the phone near their mic? Move it out oh, the Jesus. flipping way. Mark, keep that in. I want to shame them. Don't even edit that out. Keep that in. Right. So, sorry, Ryan. Al Woodley, tell us a little bit about that as well. Uh, so then Al Woodley was used by the US team during that Ryder Cup as a, a practice area. I... I, I really enjoy the history of these courses. Um, and the US team said, oh, we'd love to come back and, and have a Ryder Cup there. And, they, and Old Woodley said, uh, thanks, but no thanks. We don't have the room to host you. Do you want to see if they're up for it um, this year? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, does, does, we'll get 12. We'll get 12, no bother, right? And we'll get a does, spreadsheet and just stick your names in it. Uh, and, and we'll, yeah. Are you just fine with the village hotels? 
shout out to uh, our sponsors uh, at the Village Hotels. Big shout out to Lucas here and the Village Hotel Group sponsoring the RACDG since early 2021. Okay, Ryan, sorry, carry on. No, you're right. Uh, so the first, so I played Old Woodley with Russ and Gav and um, MTC. How cool! Lost. How cool a couple of guys are Russ and Gav. I've not played with MTC, but how cool are Russ and Gav? Yeah, Russ is Russ is a lot of fun. I think they're both uh, wankers, actually. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> right, all joking aside, the two of them are genuinely two of the nicest guys I've ever played golf with. Gav drove four and a half hours to play with me. Grunt and winning Gary on a Glasgow Municipal Golf Course, <laughs> and he regretted it for the second he got it. The whole four and a half hours home was like just four and a half hours of recriminations <laughs> and regrets. Can I say something? Right, I've just finished a bottle of wine, so I'll, I'll be saying that I'll be saying this with a Dutch tongue. But Grunt is really good company on a golf course. As much is, nonsense yeah. that he talks in the group, Grunt is great company on a golf course. He's good chat. And uh, yeah. I enjoy I enjoy his company in real life. That's right, because the four of us were a football. That's right. I, I was going to say Scott's I, Craig, weren't he? Uh, I, I, I felt like I struck the lottery when I got I got you two. I, I was Crawford, Grunt, and uh, and Gary's my first first game of golf with the flock in in Scotland. I was like, oh, this is this is amazing. Grunt's a good lad. Uh, He's just got the worst opinions on anything that anybody's ever had. <laughs> it's just it's just, <laughs> it's just it's just the fact he comes out of the blue half the time. I think that's the thing as well. It's not. It's not the fact that it's such a bad take. It's just that it's the, the chat is quite quiet, and here comes Grunt. Just want to spice things up with some unbelievable left field take, just talking nonsense. <laughs> don't think he believes them. But he does. Like, then he, he just he spends he's the next it out three there. hours but, defending them. Ryan, that's it. Like I thought, he must have been at the wind up with some of the things, but he's either legit and has terrible opinions. <laughs> or he's at the wind-up and he's the best straight man I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Because he sticks to them, but we're going to get Grant on the podcast hopefully next week. You talk about Allwoodley there. He's a little little piece of history about Allwoodley. And people who don't know it, it was, it was the first course that Alistair McKenzie designed was Allwoodley. And he was a very proud member there. And then he went off to America and did all his work in the States. And uh, when he made Augusta National, because there was this connection between um, Allwoodley and Augusta National with uh, Mackenzie, Augusta National wrote a letter to Allwoodley asking for a reciprocal between the two clubs. And Allwoodley wrote back and said, fuck away off. <laughs> I'm interested in you, would you love? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> They're the only club Augusta's ever offered it to, and they turned them down. No, so oh, Alistair Mackenzie was a menace. Um, and has designed every golf course in North Leeds. But his first wife was the ladies' captain at Allwoodley. Oh, really? He'd run off, I think, with a pretty young thing. And so Allwoodley sided with her rather than uh, the good doctor. Oh, really? There you go. I knew that there was Val- some Val- animosity Val- 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 between. Before, uh, before business relationships. So. Well, that's, Love it. See, when you think about it, that's wild when you think Alistair McKenzie. So he's obviously Royal Melbourne. Uh, and have you played there, Gary? Listen, <laughs> this isn't about me, okay? It's, it, <laughs> unlike many others would have you believe in the main chat, this isn't, this isn't about me, guys. Come on, this isn't about me. But Royal Melbourne, Augusta, but the guys kicked off. It's like it's like a footballer kicking off playing at Aldershot or something like that. Leeds, creating all these courses there. <laughs> 
and then going on and doing the, the, the absolute biggies. How many like kind of shitty early courses that he's made are living off the name of Alistair McKenzie while he's been out there? I will say this. There are a lot of golf courses around the UK that when you look at their website, they're like, oh, we were like redone or, or built by Alison McKenzie. And let me tell you, he fucking phoned a few of them bastards in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. So I put a hole up there. See up there, right? See that See that bit there, right? Make a green and put a hole and then just do that 18 times. Here's my invoice. That's, that's it. I'm off. Yeah. Do, you know I never, do you know why you never got paid for doing Augusta? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they, never, they never paid him yet because it was the Depression. They, you know, they didn't have any money and he died totally broke and penniless. Augustus in three yeah. weeks. Who's winning it? Rory. Fuck off. <laughs> 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 yeah. You know, you know what I was saying earlier about my plan to come in like just disheveled to the whole season and I'm, Rory's doing the exact same plan. <laughs> he's he's, no, he's coming in to Augusta. You know what? Oh, yeah. We were talking. I, I think. I, I think the night before he should just go out, get tanked out, a few bottles of wine, just go out of the piss with his mates, and turn up like he just didn't give a shit. That's, the, that's genuinely the best point you've ever yeah, made, proper. Is, is <laughs> it's the only good head. point I've ever made. Tried, do you not remember? Rory it, wants it, it too much. Port Rush. He says he went out in the uh, Thursday night and just got wrecked on a bottle of wine and came out and yeah. played one of the rounds of his life. Yeah. When he this is the when he when he doesn't care. He just like when he's out of contention, that's when he plays really well. Because that's he's why that's why he backs yeah, because yeah, he backdoor top tens, he stops caring. My, he cares too much. My, issue, my issue with Augusta is I just don't I just don't need speak winning. I, I can't you know I just can't get on board with him on Friday. I know I know it's an I'm an I'm an anti speaker I'm sorry about it, but I just can't get on board with him. And I, I I behave like him on a golf course as well. So I don't understand, but I just I just I just can't get on board with him and all the love. You know, you know who's probably gonna win, don't you? Patrick Reed and what'll be amusing is that Patrick Reed will have will have two and Reed will have and Speed will have one uh, and everyone will be like how does Speed only have one Masters he's supposed to have that. five I'll take that <laughs> the thing with Speed is so many golfers are so polished and good and robotic and straightforward yeah. but we want to see flaws we want to see an insight into their minds and they're like what's happening in their head when these bad things are happening on the golf course and, and just, I'd rather watch 30 seconds of Spieth and Greller talking and Greller saying, do this, and Spieth going, ah, but see, to be honest, I fancy, I fancy giving this a go instead than watching Dustin Johnson shoot a 66. Yeah. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that. The madness, I'd take the chaos every time. Yeah. That's, but I would that's like people to love shoot it. a 66. <laughs> but I would like to shoot a 66 like Dustin Johnson. <laughs> then that, that's fine, mate. You just get out there and play any front nine in the country and you will manage that. <laughs> <laughs> right guys we've got about f- we've got about five minutes left this has been i was going to say i was going to say this has gone off the rails but there was no rails to begin with uh anything you guys want to bring up in the next four minutes or so this is free time this is the last day of school when the teacher rolls in uh tv with the lion king on dvd talk about whatever you want the floor is open off the deck so- pod Take it away. So, so, so the Mackenzie Cup. So the Mackenzie oh, was supposed so to be okay. was supposed to be next this week. Is a, this is so, legitimately the one thing we got asked. <laughs> 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 Gary, Gary, that's why I'm here to save your ass every week. It's my only job. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Uh, but yeah, oh, so no. the Mackenzie was supposed to be next week in St Andrews. We had to cancel it because we can't get hotel rooms up there. 
um, and a bunch of other reasons. And uh, we we were determined to not just let the year go by without any McKenzie Cup happening. Uh, but we had so many events already planned, and people had taken time off and booked, you know, time off work that it didn't really make sense to do a completely new event at some point. So we thought, well, let's just let's just upgrade an existing event and make it the McKenzie. And the most obvious one was the event, the King of the Castle, that Jeff was organising up on the northeast coast, mainly because it was far enough north that the Scottish guys could get to, because we had a couple already down the south. We didn't want to do another one down here. So that made sense. So it's at, at uh, Bamborough Castle and Gosick, uh, which are both just uh, between Newcastle and Berwick-on-Tweed. And... Um, uh, it's 18 holes in each day and then on the second day after the competition a bunch of us are going to play the nine holes at uh, Old Mouth Anmouth whatever it's called uh, I was supposed to be one of the best nine holes in the country that's the 16th and 17th of June I think it is yeah and it's pretty uh, cheap and there's a as couple well of spaces. It's, only, it's crazy it's cheap it's only about 100 quid for the golf and you can get a hotel for the night for anywhere between 35 and 75 quid, depending on who you want to share with and who you're willing to share with. So a cheap one, Gozik and Barmer Castle as well, 16th, 17th of June. Times are in the afternoon in the 16th and in the morning in the 17th, so dead easy to get there. I think there's a good few spaces still left as well. I'll be there, Crawford will be there. Ryan, Ben, are you there? I might be, I might be now. Yeah, I might be now. I might be able to make that right. work in June. Yeah. I've, got I mean, no, the, the, I've got no, no events in June, so that might, might as well be the next one. The thing about, to me, it's like the perfect RACDG, you know, the venue, because it both of those courses, Bamborough Castle and Gosick, they're both top 100 courses, but neither of them have that kind of high profile that everybody wants to go and play, which makes them really expensive. But they're kind of sort of a little bit out of the way places that kind of only really people in the know have played and enjoyed. So I think it's perfect for us. Usual golfing mates played Gosick last year and the year before, and they said it is hard as shit. It is a <laughs> tough, tough track. So those um, nine pointers might be back on the cards for you, Gad. Oh, brilliant! And and the good thing is, if we're staying again in the village hotel just on the north side of um, Newcastle, we're hoping in the night that the the night between the two days that. Um, uh, Matthew in Newcastle, his parents-in-law own a Chinese restaurant there. So we're going to go um, f- to have a Chinese meal. Uh, and then we're going to stay in the village hotel. And uh, if any if Ryan's going, you should somebody should, should share with Ryan because uh, you know that if nothing else, he's not going to walk into the shower and see you uh, in the shower. <laughs> Beautiful. The RACDG McKenzie Cup, June 16th and 17th. Um, find out more information at clubhouse.racdg.com or just get yourself involved in the WhatsApp chats. Plenty happening there. Guys, Ben, Ryan, thank you very much for coming on today. That's been good fun. Uh, much better than any of the normal Off The Deck podcasts. The challenge is on for the season. <laughs> we'll figure out in the next couple of days or so what the forfeit is going to be for the losing team. But I'm looking forward to not only that, but the order of merit as well. It's been brilliant to be back. Good to see you again, Cad. Good to see you again, Mark. Hopefully Rob will be back with us soon. This has been the RACDG podcast. Fourth shot. He's going to get up and over this little tree. And that hit it. 